Learning Daf Tas Amid Bays, right at the top line. We had we had Rabbi uh, Elazar Rabbi Shimon went to get a bracha from Rabbi Yenazim and asked me and Rabbi Huda ben Gerim. And when he found them, they were talking. And the first discussion he had was what Subshad and Wine Pasuka says to me, to measure out your uh, your steps and choose mitzvahs to do and mitzvahs not to do. And the other Pasuka says, don't don't measure out just. Don't weigh out, just do what comes first. So we're machalog in a mitzvah that's afshal asay sa'idi achayim and a mitzvah that's yafshal asay sa'idi achayim. So now Hadar, Yasvi, the Kamibai, was then again, they were sitting and they were wondering another shayla. See if it says, Lagabi de Taira, Yikara himipinim, it is more precious than pearls. And all of your chafatzim, all of your needs or your wants, Yishvuba, they don't compare to Taira. So it's mashma hachafetz shemayim, the chafetzim of shemayim, not your chafetzim, chafetz shemayim, in other words, mitzvahs, yishuva. So they do compare to Torah. But then it says in another passage, kol chafetzim will yishuva. All needs, all wants, don't compare to Torah. And that's mashma da filu chafetz shemayim will yishuva. Even chafetzim of shemayim, even mitzvahs, don't compare to Torah. Right? Is it chafetzacha your chafetzim, or is it chafetzim all chafetzim? So they said it's not a stira. It depends. So the one pasuk is talking about a mitzvah that can be done by other people. So if it's the kind of mitzvah that other people can do, so yeah, Torah is better. Better to learn Torah than to do other mitzvahs that anybody can do. But the other pasuk is talking about mitzvahs that you can't do. You know, lulav, sukkah, you have to do it yourself. So then when it comes to mitzvahs like that, then that's taka and you have to be uh, Isaac in that mitzvah even more than you have to be Isaac in Tyre. All right, so then they were finished their discussion. Armulay, so they said to Rabbi Lazar, the son of Rabbi Shimon, my boys, what are you doing here? What do you want? So he told them, the Amr Abba, my father told me, Zilga, I will go to these people to leave a but they should give you a bracha. So I'm here to get my bracha. Armulay said, You want a bracha? So they gave him a beautiful bracha. Or or not? What does it say? Yehi Rava. They said Yehiratzin should be the role of Hashem. The Tizra Vleitach said he should plant. Vleitach said he should not harvest. Doesn't sound like a bracha. They said another bracha. You should bring in to your house, and you shouldn't take anything out. Sounds like you should bring you know schora uh, merchandise into your house to sell, and you shouldn't uh, be able to sell it. And then tapuk you should send out merchandise to town, and you shouldn't bring it back, or you shouldn't bring back profits. Again, it doesn't sound like much of a bracha. Your home should be hard, should be destroyed. And the host's home should be established. In other words, you shouldn't have uh, your own home. You should be in somebody else's as a guest. Your table should be should be confused, should be uh, messed up. Something like that. And you shouldn't see a new year. Like the next year, you know. A new year shouldn't have a new year, another year. So what's going on over here? So when he came to his father, he said to him, I don't know what happened over here. Needless to mention that they didn't give me a bracha. They were mitzahari me, they pained me, they told me terrible things, curses. said to his son, What did they tell you? They told him, Listen, this is, this is what they told him. Rabbi Shimon said to him, these things are all brachos. You just have to understand what they were saying. They said, you should plant and you shouldn't plow. It means, it means you should have sons. That's to plant. 
v'yemusu and not to, sorry, not to harvest means, and they shouldn't die. Tizer v'leitach, that means you should plant, and you should not harvest, means you should have sons, that's to plant. V'yemusu, and you shouldn't harvest, they shouldn't die. Ta'ayil v'leitepuk, you should bring in, and they shouldn't go out. Doesn't mean you should bring in merchandise and not be able to sell it. It means ta'ayil kalasa, you should bring daughters-in-law into your home. That your son should take girls for da- for wives. And your sons shouldn't die. They leave so that they should leave. In other words, the daughters-in-law should come in and never leave. He said you should send out the and then never bring back. It means you should give birth to daughters. Or there's a gear so topic. You should send out your daughters, meaning marry off your daughters. And their men, their husbands should not die. And they should come back to you, meaning they should get married and never come back. Meaning their husband should never die. Your home should be should be destroyed. And your uh, the home of your guests should be settled. Because this world, Ushbizach, is your guest house. Right? You're only a visitor in this world. So in this world, in this life, you should have a good life. The Hiyama, not what is referring to the grave, basically that's your home, right? Where are you going to be for 70 years? Here. Where are you going to be for the rest of uh, this world? You're going to be in the grave. So he said, your grave, like this is like he says in the past, Kirvam, but Tamalolam, their Kirvam is their home. What's Kirvam? I'll take it, Kirvam. Don't read it, Kirvam. It means, you know, their midst. Ela Kirvam, their grave. Their grave is their home forever. So he's saying that your, your grave, your home forever, should be empty, should be charev, you shouldn't occupy your grave, you should rather spend as much time as you can in Ushpizeich, in the guest house of Eilam Hazeh. Your table should be mixed up, it means with sons and daughters, you should have lots of sons and daughters sitting around your table. What did he mean? You shouldn't see a new year? He meant that your wife should not die, and you shouldn't take a new wife and then you shouldn't have a mitzvah of Shana Rishona to be Sameach with a new wife. So all of these were actually brachos. The Gemara brings another similar ma'aseh. Rabbi Shimon Chalafta ifter minei derav, or it should say the Rabbi. Rabbi Shimon Chalafta was learning by Rabbi, and he was leaving. Rabbi was taking leave of Rabbi. So Amr Leis, the Rabbi said, it should say the bray to his son. Zil gabei, go to him to livarecha that he should give you a bracha. Okay, so just like Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai sent Rabbi Lazar to get brachas from the Talmidim, so here too, Rabbi sent his son to get a bracha from Rabbi Shimon ben Chalafta. Amrly, he said to me, It should be the Ratan of Hashem, you shouldn't shame other people, and you should not be shamed. So the Rashi, the Mepharish, explained that his bad son giving them a bracha that they shouldn't be shamed, but Midak Nagan Mida, so. He gave him a bracha, don't you be mevayish others. If you're not mevayish others, so you will never be caused busha. The bracha was like this vayish. After the gabayah, who came to his father, came back home. Amalai said to him, my Amalai, what did he tell you? What bracha did he give you? Amalai said to him, ah, he just told me just words, simple words. Didn't give me much of a bracha. Amalai, but Rabbi said to him, no. So he gave you the bracha, the same bracha, right? You should eat and you should be satisfied. And then at the end of the Pasuk, it says, You should never be ashamed. And then the next Pasuk, 
And again, shouldn't be shamed. So it's a tremendous bracha that a person should never have to suffer busha and don't take it for granted. Okay, we said in the mission of a woman could make herself up, make herself look beautiful. The following are Tachshiti Nashim, Kocheles, she could put on an eye, a shadow, Upekastes, which either means like splitting her hair somehow, or braiding her hair, or uh, something else that she does to her hair, or putting some kind of dough on her face that's going to make it look beautiful. Umavira, Sarak Alpanea, she puts a, uh, a rouge, a blush on her face. Vikudami, others say, Mavera Sarak, or to say maybe Sakin Alpanea Shalmata, she passes a knife over her panashamata, meaning her face, meaning to remove her body hair, hair from the different places on her body. In other words, her hair on her head is also to cut, but her body hair is all right. Oh, and the Gemara brings a Maisa, that the visit of Chizda, the wife of Rebbe she dressed herself up, she made herself up in front of her daughters-in-law. Her daughters-in-law, of course, were young girls, and she was an old woman. So at the time, was there sitting in front of her and he was sitting and he said, and When the Mishnah says that you're allowed to put on a woman, that a woman is allowed to put on makeup, the Mishnah didn't mean that anybody can do it. Only a Yalda, young girl. It's important for her. An old woman. Oh, she doesn't need to do it. She's not allowed to do it. said, No, you're mistaken. Even your mother. And even the mother of your mother. Even if she's standing over the grave, one foot inside the grave, she can still do this. The Because people say, A woman who's 60 is the same as a woman who's 6. And to the sound of the bell, she runs. Meaning when the bells ring, and there's dancing, there's a simcha. So the women go, and it doesn't matter if they're little children of 6 or 60. That's a type of anisha. And similarly, a woman wants to look beautiful. And it doesn't matter if she's dressing up for a shidduch or for her husband or for herself. And Chazal were mad to that as well. So now the Mishnah said, Yehuda Omer, a woman's not allowed to put on sid. So all kinds of makeup, but this this beautification process of putting on the sid, which we said you put it on, and it burns off the hair and it beautifies the skin, that's also because it's a, it causes tzar. So Tan is the Gmarim Zebraisa. Yehuda Omer, Yehuda says, Isha like tzar, she can't put on sid. It's disgusting. It's not nice. would agree that if the Sid is going to be the kind that she can peel it off on Cholomite, meaning she doesn't have to put it on for the whole Cholomite. She's going to put it on for a little bit, and then she'll be able to peel it off, and after she takes it off, she'll enjoy it. She could do that. She could put that on her skin on Cholomite. Because even though it's a pain for her now, but she'll be besimcha afterwards. So you're allowed to do something that is uh, a cause of of tar now if it's going to bring simcha later. So the Gemara asks, is that true? Umi Yisrael Rebbe Yehuda, I swear, does Rebbe Yehuda hold of such a svara that you can do something even though right now it's going to be meitzira, but if it's going to be simcha l'achazman, it's alright. We look at it in the bigger picture that it's really a simcha. But now the Mishnah says in Avodah Zara, the Mishnah there is talking about ideyem you know, before the holidays, the days of the holidays of the Ovedik Chavim, there's a fear if you give them Hana, so they're going to go and be Moda and thank the Avodazara and be Makif Karbanos. So it's Asr to do that. It's Asr to bring them to to connect to the Avodazara. So Rabbi Yudah says over there, Nifrain Mehan, you can collect a Chov from them. 
Why could you collect the chov from them? That's causing him tzar. It's not going not to make him happy. No, you can't collect chavis. Why? Because even though at the moment when he pays, so it's meitzar, but he's going to be very happy after a while. In other words, he has this burden of the chov, and it's true, it's painful to pay out the chov right away, but a while later he'll be happy. So you see the Chachamim hold that even though right now he's going to be sad, but later he'll be happy. So you look at it in the bigger picture, he's going to be happy, and he's going to go and be mighty to the Bedazara. He's going to say, no. You look at it right now, right now it's Meitzar, so it's Mutter. So the Chayawayin Chalamayid, is he going to be Matir because he'll be Sameach La'achar's man? What's the difference? So Amr of Nachamur Yitzchak, Rav Nachamur Yitzchak said, there's a difference. Hanach Luchas Chalamayid, leave Hilchas Chalamayid alone, meaning Hilchas Chalamayid is different. The Kulukas, all the things that were Matir and Chalamayid, it's things that are going to be made to and man, right? That Rashi, the Mepharsh gives examples. We allow a person to cook and bake and, you know, be toreach, all sorts of tirchas. It's a lot of trouble. For what purpose? So that he'll have food. So that he'll have what to show for it at the end. So that's the Mahalach of Chalamoid. We're always matter things. We're always matter hard work, tircha, in order to be Sameach Lacharizman. So this is no different. So he holds, he don't do that. That's one teretz. Ravina, Ravina said a different teretz. Kusi leaning from a guy regarding paying back a chov. He's always going to be bitzar. Meaning the mentality of the guy is, I don't want to pay back, and hopefully I'll never have to pay back. And if he ever has to pay back, he's never going to forgive himself. So if he pays back a chov and he didn't get out of paying it back, he's always going to be meitzar, and therefore there it's not going to be sameach man. If taka it would be sameach man, if he would agree. The only reason why he was chalik is killed, it's not sameach lachesman. Amrehuda says. When girls reach uh, the age, meaning to say that um, they're beginning in the gross hair. Now, he means they physically reach that point, but they haven't actually reached the age, meaning to say it's, it's, in, it's, in, it's inappropriate. It's disproportionate. They, they have the physical signs of, of maturity of hair, even though they're actually not quite that old. So it's not nice for them. So you want to remove this hair. So what do you do? Anios, so the poor girls who can't afford anything better, so they coat them with this sid and it burns off the hair and it, and, you know, it helps out the skin. And I guess it's painful, but there's nothing better, nothing cheaper, so they do that. As as rich women, they can afford it. So they coat them with a fine flour. It does the same thing, probably as painful, more dignified. And the princesses, they coat them b'shem and amar with this beautiful, expensive shem and amar. Shenamar, like it says in the pasuk by uh, Esther, shisha chadashim shem and amar, that every woman would sit for six months in shem and amar. So you see the malachim achashverosh, they use shem and amar to remove the hair to beautify the skin. Now my shem and amar, what exactly is shem and amar? He said it's something called tatechas. He said it's shem and zayis shlohevish shem and zayis olive oil, meaning oil from olives that didn't grow a third. Very unripe olives. You take them and you squeeze out the oil, and that makes this uh, this uh, treatment for removing skin. Apparently, it's very acidic, very strong. Tanya, where is the bride? Rebuda Omer. There's something called anafikinai. What's anafikinai? It's shemen zayish levi shlish. Oh, it's what we just said before. Shemen amar. It's the olive oil from olives that didn't grow third. Velama sachina. So why do women smear their skin with it? Shemesiras haseya removes the hair. And it beautifies the skin. The guy brings a related Maisa. Rabbi Vai had a daughter. So he coated each 
live one at a time with um, with one of these different treatments. And when he removed it, so the hair was gone and the skin was beautiful. And at the end of the process, so he had a very beautiful daughter. And he made a good shidduch. Shakal ba'arba miyazuzi. And he took 400 zuz. Somebody was so pleased with the shidduch, he gave a lot of money. Whatever it is, the Gemara is pointing out that it was a successful treatment. Now, Avahu Kusti Bishivavusei. It was a Kusti, it was a guy in the neighborhood. Davali Barati, he also had a daughter. And he saw what Ravavai accomplished. And of course, he was impatient. He wanted to see the money right away. So, Tavla Bechazuna, so he was Tovler. He put this stuff on her one time. He did a whole body at once. Well, it was too much for her. He literally burned her face and she died. Amr, and he complained, Katla Bechazuna, killed my daughter. Rav Nachman, so Rav Nachman said, why does Rav Yivai's daughter have Sayar? Fire, uh, better, she didn't have. And she didn't have to do this. He said, well, Rav Yivai, the Shasi Shikha, he drinks beer. So you drink beer, his daughters need this treatment. Because Rashi says, Shekha causes the hair to grow, it makes the skin thick. So you need to do this. Anan, but we, we don't drink beer in the first place. So our daughters don't need this treatment. We don't have the problem. This might be the makar of uh, what people say, that when a girl drinks wine from Avdala, she grows a beard. Maybe with Avdala, but they used to drink, use Sheikhar for Avdala. And the Gemara says that when you drink Sheikhar, so that causes uh, you to grow hair, even on girls.